We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. AutoZone presents the Rev Up Your Refund Instant Win Game and Sweepstakes. This tax season is the one way to get the most out of your money. Enter at AutoZoneTaxTime.com for your chance to win $30,000 or other great cash and gift card prizes. It's the perfect way to power right through tax season. So visit your local AutoZone and get the most out of your refund. Let's get you what you need. Terms and conditions apply. For official rules, visit AutoZoneTaxTime.com. Get in the zone. earn the free kick if you earn the penalty kick and the person who takes that kick who isn't you scores you should not get any credit for any part of that goal is what you're saying all right that's exactly i think that's cruel i think that is cruel and unusual punishment Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and sitting on the edge of his seat for the FSWA Awards that will be announced later this evening is the one and only nominated Andrew Laird. Andrew, how you feeling? Uh, fine. I have few expectations to win. I was complaining to you before because they're announcing our award in the 10 to 11 o'clock hour, which is usually much later than I am. Uh, awake so we got that going for us but um this will be the last podcast where we're either (laughs) obnoxiously before we're obnoxiously 
angry that we lost or obnoxious about winning. So I imagine our next podcast will be just filled with what's the noun there? Obnoxiousness, obnox, whatever it is. This is the last one before we talk about how angry or happy we are. All right, let's get to the Obnox game. That was Chelsea 3, Arsenal ah, 1. <laughs> yes, we start off. Forgot about that. <laughs> Speaking of Obnox, uh, this was this was kind to Arsenal scoreline-wise, even though you predicted it on the dot. No, I said I, th- I believe I said 3-0. Three, three I think I said a full um, reversal of did. the... Yeah, I think you were telling me. I think you you either hit me on Twitter or on GChat or something like that, saying what was the exact score. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, like seven one. I thought that's what you thought it would be. No, I said three nothing, and it was heading in that direction. Olivier Giroud coming on to uh, to get Arsenal a consolation goal, and then Fabregas with one, you know one of the more heads up plays you'll see. But uh, yeah, I just, mean. Hold on, hold on. Was it Fabregas being heads up or was it Peter Cech being heads down? Um, I, both. I mean, I think the heads up play was that he saw Cech was well out of position. So, um, yeah, it's exactly how I thought this game would play out. Uh, Olivier Giroud scored off the bench, which um, helped me immensely on my FPL. I thought I had like a monster FPL week and I was like looking at all the other scores. I like barely hit the average and yet I had a number of people obviously without Lukaku you weren't going to get very far but um yeah Arsenal uh lost Hector Bellerin 17 minutes into the game uh due to a concussion which um you know took away a sub that they probably weren't going to use and you know they lost one of their better players but uh I'm not sure he would have made much of a difference overall they were um I mean they were going to in my opinion, they were going to lose anyway, and uh, it just made it even worse with how absolutely incredible Eden Hazard's goal was, um, which I then started just kind of uh, spitefully talking about how much of a baby he was last year, and it's nice that this guy's back. So let's get to this like one piece by one piece here. You kind of said a lot there. Um, we're not done with the game? I thought I finished. I thought we were done now. <laughs> I do want to commend Arsenal, even though it's not probably the popular thing to do. Their handling of Bellerin's concussion, with likely concussion, yeah, was the right thing to do. Uh, I joked on Twitter, like I joked on Twitter, saying that Hector Bellerin no longer was mentally at Stamford Bridge. Uh, he'll be back on the pitch in two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, they said the reason why they pulled him off was because he didn't know what the score was, and. That that just said everything to me. That like a that's the test, <laughs> and b he obviously failed it. <laughs> but like I think as long as you can say one nothing or zero zero, you've got like a eighty percent chance of passing a concussion test. Now, let's get to the argument that it's going to be a recycled question here. I'm sure everyone under the sun has talked about it. I know your thoughts. You thought it was a foul. You thought it was a red card. Uh, my simple question was just asking why it was not a red card. Because usually a forearm to the head anywhere on the field tends to, maybe not a red. I'll, I'll, let me, maybe I was exaggerating because uh, of the circumstances. But at the very least, you, you rarely see clear contact with somebody's head using an arm, not even an elbow, and have that not be a, a card of, or a foul. At the at the very minimum, but um, 
I have yet to hear an explanation of why it's not a foul other than a lot of pundits saying that's not a foul for me (laughs) as if that's so enough. Peter Walton, who was the head of refereeing uh, in in the MLS, he still is actually. Mm. Um, He was on ESPN and he said, you know, there's a there's a multitude of factors that go on when you make this call. Um, was was the, was the combatant leading with his arms? And the answer to that is no, in his mind, because his arms were just they were up because he's jumping, but they were not up. And, and they and they actually are taught and they're instructed to put your hands in in your body frame, but up to kind of brace yourselves, or else you're going to get a lot more head to head contact mm-hmm. on headers. Um, so it's what, it's, how, not, it's a safety precaution the way that he jumped. What do you it's, consider leading with? Because his elbow is the first part of his body that touches Bellerin. And I would usually think that the first part is the leading part. Uh, I mean, the pictures that I've seen, it's forearm and not elbow. So I, I'm not, I, I, I've, uh, I've been very clear that it was not an elbow. So, you know, and and there's all, and let me go on to the other factor here because this will play into what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because one player did not jump and was flat-footed and honestly didn't notice the uh, didn't know the other player was there. Mm-hmm. That factors into the decision of, you know, was this a malicious act? Mm-hmm. Which you know th- that goes that goes away to say no, it likely was not because these two players they, you know, they, they the, the Arsenal player didn't really do much to defend himself mm-hmm. and. The other play and the and the attacking player, who was Marcus Alonso in this case, wasn't trying to initiate contact. He was really head like eyes on the ball. Um, is this not, the argument against a card? Because like this is the malice, argument even against the foul. Malice is, is not. No, this is the of, argument against the foul. Okay, I'm just saying malice general. is no part of you. You can foul somebody with no malice. Yes, correct. I, I, I'm saying this is the argument against the foul. All right, and this is not for me. This is from Peter Walton. And Marcus Alonso jumped with the form that is consistent with the way that, you know, referees are informed and that players are informed is how you jump for a header. You know, uh, this is a contact sport at the end of the day. You know, there are parts of this game that are contact Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate the results, especially because there was a concussion involved, but it is a contact sport. Now, you know, when I when we were talking on Twitter, I said, look, I thought it was a borderline foul, whichever way the referee would have called it. That would have been it. But I'm not I wouldn't have been upset with either way. Now, I ha- and I also said this is coming from a Chelsea fan. <laughs> I, I did say that. But somebody you know, on Twitter I, came into the conversation that we had and kind of made the point that because Alonzo is not known as like had it been Costa, he would have been sent off. Which, no, it was Fellaini. Oh, was Fellaini. That's right. That's right. <laughs> to which I responded, they'd be asking why was why Fellaini, Fellaini on the field? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but I, I believe Costa fill, fits that mold as well. But um, and whether that's right or wrong, whatever. But I, uh, I, I've, I still have not accepted the fact that it could not that it was not a foul. I've given up on the red card, and. I have well, no bearing for a yeah. yellow, but the fact that it wasn't a foul is pretty egregious to me. The cards come out when it is the point of yeah, the yeah, elbow. Yeah. yeah. So I it, just it, think it, had that had that been a goal kick, and that's in the middle of the field, and uh, Bellerin takes a shot like that, then it's a foul. 
I actually think most people would say it's the opposite, right? Like if it, if it was affecting a goal, like let's say if it was on a goalkeeper, for example, that would be the example that most people would go with. Yeah, right? somebody said that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, if it's in the middle that of the field, that's shot. usually when it would. That's the most mm-hmm. amount of. That's the most leeway that referees right, will probably right. have no, because it's right. unlikely to lead to a goal. Yeah. So you know, it's. It, it was. I think it was. A, I think it was a tough decision. I don't. I'm obviously in favor of the way it turned out, and I also don't think that it affected the game in a large manner. Chelsea were good before it. They were good after it. And Arsenal, to be honest, had chances before that and chances afterwards, and they didn't convert. Yeah, I, I not that I think it didn't have an effect, but it, the outcome was the outcome I expected before the game started. So, um, yeah, I'll just put it that way. Okay, so let's talk about. You have to that. admit though that if it was switched, you would you'd be trying to. I'd be upset that it wasn't a foul, but I, I mean, I never thought it was a red card. No, no, that's fine. But like, had uh, Bellerin flown into Alonso and scored. You would have burned the Emirates down. And <laughs> burn the Emirates down is so strong. I, I really <laughs> that worked off about the sporting event. I know you. This would have been there would have been a twelve minute diatribe in this podcast. <laughs> and but my biggest diatribe was about uh, the female, uh, the U.S. women's yes. national team players not getting paid the same as the U.S. men's players. Right. That's been my largest diatribe. You're right. <laughs> That, that's what I'll get most passionate about. But I mean, let's be—I mean, let's be honest here. You know, in the actual game itself, right? From zero to ninety, outside of that flashpoint with um, with with Bellerin and, and Alonso, right? You know, Arsenal still had their chances, and they just didn't convert. And you know, the question that I was thinking to myself was, especially the style they were playing with getting their getting most of their attacking chances from the wing. You know, why wasn't a guy like Giroud on the pitch earlier? Because he's the one who can convert on the other end of that attack. Yeah, he had been a little nicked up, and Walcott had played so well in the FA Cup that, I mean, they had gone with, with Walcott and Alexis so much this season, um, even in the first matchup um, when they won 3 nothing. So, I mean, I'm not—I don't think that played a humongous role. Um, like, they, they've had plenty of success with— Alexis leading and uh and Walcott out wide so I mean obviously it looks worse because Giroud scored but uh, I'm not sure it's all that that egregious of a of a situation yeah um yeah I just I always feel like Arsenal they they will go through points in a match where they you know if, if someone you know, proverbially punches them in the mouth. I know that it literally all like pretty much happened in this game mm-hmm. that someone hit someone in the mouth with like, anyway, um, you know, when, when, you know, in the, in the game flow, if Arsenal get, get shook, right. They, they don't recover very well. Yep. That's, I mean, so, yeah, that's pretty standard, particularly against, uh, um, bigger clubs like Chelsea and Manchester United and Man City, basically any of those, those three, and yeah, they fall behind and it's over. They rarely come back from those. Yeah, it's I, 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 I just feel like you know there there were moments in that game where Arsenal looked like they were going to take it to Chelsea at some point, and it just didn't happen until right. it was way too late. Yep, yep. 
they also um because they didn't have El Nenny or Jaka they they ended up playing Alex Oxley Chambers Chamberlain as a defensive midfielder next to uh Francis Coquelin and then they actually took Coquelin off for Giroud uh, which basically left them with no defensive midfielders and not that they look great but they definitely looked I mean that's the situation when they scored in obviously Fabregas scored as well after that but um that was a, a bit of a eerie time because they they don't have the best defensive midfielders anyway and now you're playing with zero of them I gotta be honest Oxley Chamberlain played very well he did look good he did look good. Uh, I, he was he was he obviously he's very quick but he was he, he was a real badger for 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 anyone that was on the ball. He was he was around the ball. He was making tackles. He even made some sliding tackles. Um, yeah, I think he he could play that role. The biggest issue would be there were how there absolutely will be times that he like forgets that's his role, like mid game, and all yeah. of a sudden he's in the box in the in the opposing box, and you're like, wait a minute, isn't he a? And then there's a counter, and they and they he's also not goal. blessed with size. He's so, very much not blessed with. Yeah, success. if he has to defend in the box, he can be bullied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the especially in the. I area. mean, in fairness, the, if the idea is to play him next to Jaka or Coquelin, I mean, that's basically the Cazorla role, and Cazorla is smaller than Oxley Chamberlain, so he's also much yeah. better. But maybe Ox yeah. will get there he, one day. He meaning Cazorla. Yes. Yeah. All right. I think we've beaten this game to death. I, I mean, I don't want to do too much of a Chelsea thing. I mean, yes, Eden Hazard looked great on his goal but you know other than that it was pretty much business as usual right yep yep pedro was the one taking uh um taking corners um for the most part i think hazard took a few but didn't really or didn't cross any of them so um yeah they took a lot of short corners against arsenal which to me was insane yep totally agree um mesodozo had 14 crosses uh including 13 corners i don't know if he crossed all of those but yeah, I was about to say I don't know how many of those were accurate because there weren't that many that looked like they were threatening. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a an amazing number of of corners for a team that that lost three one. Although they did a fifty eight percent possession, which, I mean, whatever. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go to the uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, Big Sam Patrick Van Allholt revenge game, which turned out to be uh, oh, nothing but embarrassment Shock. for the yeah, yeah, yeah nothing but embarrassment for Big Sam. It was uh, Crystal Palace nil, David Moyes' Sunderland four, not one, not two, not three, but four. Yeah. Jermaine Defoe scoring twice, and we have two new goal scorers for Sunderland. Can <laughs> you believe it? When the game started, only Jermaine Defoe had scored a goal mm-hmm. for Sunderland of the all the all players. the guys playing, yeah unbelievable um, he was so Defoe was so good he made Adnan Yanazai look good mm-hmm. and that is a talent yeah that's how you know you you've made it um yeah Yanazai two assists I believe did he yep. get two yeah uh on both of uh, Defoe's goal Lamini Kone scoring on kind of a scramble in the box and um yeah they were close to rioting at Selhurst Park because of uh how bad they played. Yoan Kabai got hurt, which I mean, I'm not sure how much of a difference he's really making, but it was enough that they uh, they just collapse without him. These are the two cellar dwelling teams, and even after this four nil 
uh, victory by Sunderland, they are still five goals behind Crystal Palace on goal difference. Yikes. Yikes. But, like, I mean, obviously it's easy to say they, now. but like, they, almost, they almost have the goal differential in one week. Right. Yeah. I mean, a, Pal- it's, it's astonishing how bad Palace look. Like, it makes sense that people are very, very upset. <laughs> Yeah, it's who looks worse right now to you, Palace or Leicester, who we'll talk about in a minute. Oh, um, mm, uh, it's a tough call, right? Yeah, like I'd the, say they're they're equally horrific. They're, they're equally pathetic, right? Um, I oh DDA and Dong, by the way, the record signing for Sunderland got a goal. Uh, of course, of course. Hooray. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not sure what Palace is doing. That's kind of how I look at it. That the I like they've been so poor, so poor defensively, and they sign like one of the more attacking-minded fullbacks. Uh, Jeff Schlupp. I'm, I'm not even sure I'm ready to call Schlupp a, a defender, but I mean, that's how you shore up your back line. I mean, jeez. <laughs> so don't I'm forget, not sure. Don't forget James Tompkins, who they yeah, signed in the summer, right? Um, he's actually been pretty good, but um, I just this team's in trouble. But they, I mean, yeah, theoretically, they have attacking pieces. To, they just can't win games four three though. Ever since I said that anyone can score in front of that yeah. midfield, that whole entire midfield has gone in the tank. Yeah, I mean, and all forwards too, for that matter. Yeah, Benteke took eight shots, um, and he does have nine goals, nine Premier League goals. So I wouldn't put 15, like, totally out of question. Yeah. They got to play different. They got to play differently if he's going to get the 15. That's the way I have to. That's the way I have to. They look like they're trying to play defense and failing, even yeah. when they're down 3 nothing. Yeah. All they're trying to do is not let up the fourth goal. They let up the fourth goal. Yeah. Well, they, they basically took off a center back for Andros Townsend, who's never been one to, you know. Play defense. Get back on defense. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh. I'm encouraged by Sunderland. Um, it seems like they are slowly starting to get guys they that should be able to help them. They played three in the back. They played a three-five-one-one according to Opta, which is that's that's really five at the back. Silly one to see, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm not sure what's going on with either. With yeah, yeah, I'm still I not thought, taking a ton of I guys from. Yeah, I so. thought they were going to play like a 5-4-1, like a go five at the back with a diamond midfield mm. with Benteke above the diamond, which is close to what they were doing, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yep. It's close. It's not It's not exactly the same, but it's very close. Yes. All right. Let's get to the highest scoring game of the weekend. And everyone saw this coming. Everton 6, Burnmouth 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Lukaku just scored again, actually. <laughs> Uh, he's Lukaku scorer of four goals along with Ross Barkley and James McCarthy. Oh yeah. McCarthy had a huge game. Yeah. Goal and an and assist. So did Barkley. So did Barkley. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was a shame. The only person who didn't get on the board was, was Leighton Baines, Baines and Kevin Morales. Yep. But yeah, Morales uh, didn't start though. So it's um, amazing that Burma scored three goals and were humiliated. That that is that is rare. I think that's pretty rare for them. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I don't know which one's more rare that they score three game, uh, they score three in a game, or that they <laughs> that they get embarrassed and lose by three, no matter what the, no matter how many goals they right, have. Right, right. 
But yeah, uh, Junior Stanislas didn't even play. Like they scored three goals without him. Uh, Ryan Frazier took eight corners and he picked up an assist. Didn't take a shot though. Uh, Harry Arter somehow took eight shots. Of all people, so there's that. And Joshua King was the guy. Two goals on four shots. Oh, by the way, uh, Jordan, one more note about Sunderland. I totally forgot about the goalkeepers. Uh, Jordan Pickford has returned to training. Mm. It'll be tough for him to replace Vito Minone, who's actually played well again, yeah. uh, including the eight-save shutout over Crystal Palace. Yep, and he shut out um, Spurs in the match before. So, How about them, Apples? Yeah. All right, back on to Everton. Burnmouth here. Um, defensively, Obviously, you know, Coleman still got you some points and but overall it was pretty yucky defense for 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 any defender and goalkeeper in this one and there were lots of defenders to choose from in this one actually. So, you know, people were probably choosing like a you know, if there was a Charlie Day oh Charlie Daniels didn't play, but like you you'd have to think Leighton Baines and Seamus Coleman were popular defenders here and if you picked Leighton Baines you were probably disappointed. Um yeah, I'm not sure many people are taking Baines over Coleman these days, so yeah, that's rare. Yeah. But Adamola Lookman. Yeah. Not on the scoreboard though. Yeah. He uh he was like people were like, you know, he was really active and you know, he looked good and I'm like, okay, uh, I mean the stats which is what we care about. I keep I keep wanting to call him Amendola. Um I could see that. I know that's not his real name, but after watching the Super Bowl, which yeah. oh god, spare me. Yeah. Uh so disappointing um but god i'm still thinking about the patriots and it's bothering please don't, me please don't as a jet fan i can't go through this <laughs> as a non-new england fan i can't go through it it's just they're just so insufferable all right joshua king scored twice uh the, the player who i thought would come back in for callum Wilson, who tore his knee and is out for the year uh, I think there's value in Joshua King. He always is a, a live a live wire up front, and he's a midfielder who's now playing forward. So, you know, his value technically will go down. But if you can get forward out of uh, if you get forward qualification out of him, I think he's very worth it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, he's definitely above Benicophobia on the on the food chain. So, um, you know, I'm, I wonder how many times they're going to score three though. Do you think they score th- four or give up six next? Not like this. I week. was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think the number of times they lose by three will be greater than the times they score three. There you go. I like that. Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll move on to Hull two, Liverpool nil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just this whole. It's so disappointing because. I said this last week, and I'll continue to say it as long as they're losing, and especially as they get shut out too. It's disappointing that the teams that are offense first are always viewed in a negative slant when they don't win, but when they do win, everyone thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, yeah. well, it's fun. I'm saying that it's not, but the inverse isn't true. Right. If you can't score and you're getting like nil nil draws, you're getting like one nil defeats. The the criticism is not nearly as intense. You know, look, you know, Jose Mourinho, for example. But 
I mean, he has some winning in his past too. But Jurgen Klopp <laughs> does. Jurgen Klopp does too. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, you start, you started hearing these Klopp out chants, and I'm just like, what is going on? The, the one I saw <laughs> was at this point, he has the same exact record as uh, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, everyone thought he was the greatest thing when he first got to Liverpool. Yeah, I um, it it was very surprising. I mean, we were joking around that there was like no way that Hull were going to shut out Man United and Liverpool back to back. So like, you know, I was staying away from Jakubovic, and then finally, uh, I ended up playing him because, like, I think it was a salary situation. I just had nothing left, so I was like, I guess I'll go with him, and uh, you know, five save clean sheet against Liverpool is just, it's crazy. One of the most popular guys probably on people's lineup cards for daily fantasy was James Milner. He got you negative points. No, no, no. Well, not on DraftKings. He was great. Not on draft. Yeah. Not on DraftKings. He he still got, that's why he still got crosses, but he did get a yellow card and yeah, they let up goals. Anyway, Omar, Omar Niasi or Nias, excuse me. uh, And not uh, in Jai is his last name. I just keep forgetting his first name. Alfred. Alfred. I, I, there was another. Alfred. Who was the other one? It was. Uh, Enjoy was the, his last name. Oh, right. What, there wasn't but, an Enjoy also? No. Nah. Hmm. Okay. There was a Jabril Cisse, but he's now quitting soccer to become a DJ. Poppy Cisse? No, Jabril Cisse. Oh. Uh, okay. He's probably not the first. No, probably not. Uh, he did have a 17 year career, though. All right. Wow. Um, and a uh, new signing for Hall, Antonio Renacchia, got the assist on, I want to believe, in Jai's goal. He wasn't even, he, it was. Um, he wasn't even, no, actually, I think it, I think it was Niasi's goal. Oh, um, never mind. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to start. Um, yeah, it was Niasi's goal. He, or uh, Michael Dawson was a late scratch, and and there he was. It was a great long ball, and... Uh, Niasi finished a, a ball that uh, Abel Hernandez had the exact same situation the week before and uh, completely muffed it into David De Gea. So this week, this one was basically how it was supposed to look. Yeah, and Harry Maguire, clean sheet and a yellow card. Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, Maguire wasn't quite as great as as we had hoped he would be. Me, uh, you, me. Yeah, four <laughs> block shots, two interceptions. Um, but that was basically it. Not a whole lot after that. He didn't take a ton of shots, and by not a ton, I mean zero. He's a center back. I know. He leads the team in shots. That is astounding. <laughs> Do you mean like after Snodgrass has departed? Uh, I, yes, yes. Okay, okay. I'm like, he did not have more shots yeah. than Robert Snodgrass. Sorry. Yeah, and it might not even be for the season. It might be just when he, since he's taken over. Yeah. Although he might have more shots than Snodgrass since McGuire start, started starting, if you, put it, if you want to put it that way. Anyway, it was a bust. Actually, it was pretty good on FanDuel. <sighs> just, Let's go to another you, game. You, you yeah. just have to get it in there, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, are you worried about their offensive options? Would you fade them next week? <sighs> the opponent? Um, they play Spurs. So, I know. Yeah, I said prob- no matter who the opponent. Yeah, I know it's a good opponent. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I will not play them regardless of opponent. Okay. 
All right, let's go on to uh, West Ham, who took it to Southampton at St. Mary's. Uh, it was West Ham 3, Southampton 1. Uh, good sign for Southampton, though, is Manolo Gaviadini got uh, got his scoring record started in his first start. That's right, four more to go. That's right. We did say he would get five. That's right. Uh, Jay Rodriguez getting the assist. The surprise starter, Jay Rodriguez, the person who Manolo Gaviadini was probably likely to replace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, they're working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Noble, he's still a thing. Uh, Obiang, he's still a thing. And Andy Carroll, yes, we like that. Robert Snodgrass on an assist, yes, we like that. And uh, he Obi- had a he had a fantasy assist. I count them all. You know what? I know you I count hate them, that term. But... I hate that terminology because you should be rooting for people to get points. That's the fun of fantasy sports is getting points. Um, well, that's why I like daily because you get points for more things as opposed to these like made up fantasy assists. What? Like daily sites don't give fantasy assists. That's... Yeah, they should is my point. Yeah, I'm saying I would rather the points be earned for things they've actually done. But if you draw a penalty and someone else converts it, you should get an assist. Um, I disagree. What? What? Without you, that person has no chance of taking that penalty. Right, but they wouldn't get that. I mean, this is a one-on-one situation. It's this is not. It's a it's a totally separate. Okay, hold than, on. Then in the in the run of play. Hold on. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw a comparison here. Diego Costa got an assist on Eden Hazard's goal. Yeah, I think that's garbage you... too. No, I'm not. I, I've I've long like been a. It's that whole uh, last touch before goal. That's, like I, I think the, those are terrible. It is the same. It is the same principle. I'm just saying, be consistent. Then it's the same principle. The last touch before right. someone took the penalty. The, the big was the person who was fouled. The big difference is that play has stopped in one of them. <laughs> that's why I think it's different. Oh my god, it's just it's just cruel. That is just cruel. Like if you earn the free kick, if you earn the penalty kick, and the person who takes that kick, who isn't you, scores, you should not get any credit for any part of that goal. Is what you're saying? Uh, that's exactly. I think what I'm that's saying. cruel. I think that is cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> Fantasy points. The, the, the situation of scoring is significantly different on from a penalty from the penalty spot than it is if you're passing to somebody in open play or even on a free kick. I just don't understand why you're so anti people getting points for things that they did earn. Or they, they, they earn, have, he earned the point for for drawing a foul. He gets points for fouls drawn. It's a different foul. It is a different kind of foul. They, they, but even if it's not that, a penalty, if it's a free kick, that's not. I mean, if they score from just outside of the box, they still get an assist. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. I, I disagree with it. Oh my god! It's not an assist. I'd rather give them crazy. secondary. Assists. By the way, Diego Costa should have had like four assists. Yeah, he should. Have. But he got super selfish against Ar- yeah. Arsenal on more than one occasion. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was, I had some other people score. Yeah, I still, I still, uh, I still won in the Premier Division. Oh, I also beat you in the Rotowire. In the Roto- but, Yeah, we didn't even know that that was happening. I think that happened on our birthday too, for the first Classico. Uh, I don't know, man. Like we, 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 we're in three leagues together. Like when we play each other, we, 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 yeah. we probably play each other every week. Yeah. At this point, but we are still tops by a full game on the. Uh, yeah, well, since we rarely lose, like yeah. it, it, we're... <laughs> it sounds. So... Yet... <laughs> well, I think we, we. Yeah, it's not so much we rarely. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but... maybe we should have John Wallet on the podcast. So you can start losing a little. Yeah, bit. no, that's why he's not allowed until <laughs> until yeah. until he I can... gain first place by myself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
<laughs> without his help. Right. Otherwise, he's he can come on for the 2016-17 season review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> what, what a nice about? open invitation. I don't know. How about uh, Watford 2, Burnley 1? Yeah, yeah. What happened to your boy? He Which can't keep Watford out twice? Yeah, no, no Robbie Brady. That was oh the problem. Oh, my gosh. Robbie Brady inexplicably not starting. Um, he played 35 minutes, so I think he'll uh, inexplicably not starting. Yeah, I think you know you gotta sit on the bench once, I guess. But Ashley no. Barnes taking a penalty. How about that? Yeah, and Joey Barton getting a fantasy assist. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> you're stupid. Yeah. Niang has been awesome, though. Uh, we should recognize that goal and an assist after he had a goal the week before. Dini scored. Olabas scored after I pretty sure I said he was suspended because I got mixed up. Olabas got two. Olabas got a two game suspension prior. Right, but he had served them. I thought for some reason I thought he was suspended for this one, but he wasn't. Oh. Um, but either way, um, Watford, Jeff, Hendrick, Jeff Hendrick getting a key red card yes. to start the game. Yeah, six minutes in. That obviously doesn't help. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how much to read into Watford, but Niang looks very comfortable already. Yeah, and Nordin Amberbat's coming back soon from, yeah. uh, from his injury. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some there's some good times to be had for Watford, potentially, yeah. uh, some offensive weapons coming back. Yeah, it was an interesting front line. They played um, Dini, Niang, and Zarat up front, which uh, is much more than they had previously. So Yeah, it looks yeah. like they are not missing... Uh, Odiani Gallo is departure yeah. for for China. Yes, good business all around there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, Burnley. Uh, let's get Brady in there, and then we can talk about them. Okay. Then for the meantime, we'll just talk about how Stoke are still kind of listless. Uh, this is a Tony Pulis special, a one nil victory. Oh yeah, loves it. Going, going old school. Nasser Chadley reviving his, jeez, reviving his fantasy value. Uh, now has more assists than Paul Pogba. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> assisting on James Morrison's lone goal of the game. This game unwatchable. I saw Just, that they scored like early on at like a goal alert, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Was it Brunt, like Phillips, minute. Rondon, and uh, yeah, I saw Morrison assisted by Chadley, and I was like, "Ugh, <laughs> who on earth did that help?" <laughs> yeah. uh, well, don't worry, uh, Matt Phillips getting on the board with a yellow card. Mm. Yes. We had a little Saito Barahino revenge off the bench, taking zero shots in 32 minutes. To be fair, it's hard to play when you're just withdrawing from cocaine. Um, is that what it was? Yes. Oh. He was suspended for eight weeks because of well, cocaine. I wasn't sure if it was cocaine, but... Um, cocaine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what Rick James says Other about than, it. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was a bummer, uh, but he's back, and but didn't do much. Peter Crouch also did not take a shot. In fact, it's kind of astonishing. So Crouch started at forward, did not take a shot. Barahino came on. He did not take a shot. Mami Diouf came on for Charlie Adam to help out. Adam had two shots. Diouf had zero. Charlie Adam playing well. That's the, that's three, the, guys, that's the... the three guys who led Stoke in shots were Tops, Phil Bardsley, and then Adam and Allen tied for two with two. You're not going to win many games that way. <laughs> Phil Bardsley and Charlie Adam in the same conversation of yeah, positivity. Kill right. me. That's right. Well, I'm not sure Just... if it was positivity, but um, yeah, Chris Brunt 
nine crosses. Uh, Matt Phillips also had nine crosses. Um, Brunt was the only one to take a corner. Um, so that's if you hooray yeah, for that. Nothing changed uh, for West Brom. Those are the guys you want. Rondon uh, drew six fouls, took three shots. That was about it. Yeah, he probably drew all six fouls by jumping up into the air and having someone knee him in the back. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, or maybe a forearm to the. Oh wait, no, that's not a. No, that's not, not a, a foul. foul. Sorry. Uh, so Solomon Rondon still garbage, and let's talk about it because <laughs> you and I and I don't know who else it was. Kevin Swanson. Oh my God, I just I wanted to kill you both. <laughs> <laughs> I think the conversation. I think there were there were two different conversations happening. Um, his initially was um i think it came out uh i think the question was is salomon rondon like would he score more goals if he played for spurs no and if the answer is no then um then you're almost admitting that or, or or is it the other way like does harry kane score more goals if he plays for west brom no so does that essentially mean that the attacks are are fairly equal no it means that one player is garbage at forward <laughs> and the other player can't, it needs certain needs a little bit of service that he will he might get at west brom but i don't know i don't think he'll score more i think the best that harry kane can do is the same goal rate but it, it basically the same as what he has or the same as rondon's the same as what he Harry Kane has at Spurs. Okay, yeah, he wouldn't exceed it because because basically it's like is the difference between Kane and Rondon the same as the difference between everybody else in the West no. Brom attack and everybody no. else in the Spurs attack? Solomon Rondon would have only the only chance he gets to the goal rate of Harry Kane is if he's allowed to pick the ball up with his hands and throw it in. The the, it, the argument was not would he score as many as Harry Kane. It's simply would he score more at Spurs. No. What I am telling you is he needs a rule change to score more goals. <laughs> um, so he then needs, you're effectively saying privilege. that West Brom are as good as Spurs though for no, all of the other parts you you are trying to apply the transitive property where it's not absolutely clear. this is exactly yeah. how it should be used <laughs> just admit it chris brunt is better than christian erickson <laughs> anyway um do you want to talk I about spurs? defense yes yeah i mean spurs played well i mean they, they were they kept knocking on the door and then yeah. eventually son earned the penalty and the fantasy assist thank which god should be a real that. assist thank god for uh that. yes exactly but harry kane converting the penalty cool as you like yep. um Middlesbrough did have a chance to tie it up late. They sure did. Martin Darun just shanking one. Shanked it, yep. Uh, Victor Valdez, the only goalie with saves, though. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you play Burrow. Not a lot of saves. I believe they create the fewest saves of any team in the Premier League. Not shocking. Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chambers, as you like to call him, uh, a surprise inclusion. Um, I I actually Who? Yeah, you called Alex Oxley Chamberlain Alex Oxley Chambers earlier on in the podcast, which I Did thought I really? was great. Yes, oh. it was great. Okay. Um, because I think that if you combine the two, they would make a great central defensive. They'd be midfielder. a great central defender. Or central, <laughs> central, uh, midfielder, central, central midfielder. Central midfielder. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I wonder yeah. if we can make that happen somehow. All right, let's get to the lap. Um, <laughs> for for Burrow, they're now only a point above the relegation zone at this mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they sit the same. They sit with the same amount of points as Leicester, just to put it in comparison. They have a slightly better goal differential, but right, right. in that it's nine better than Leicester. Yeah, I mean, there's 
I don't think there's anybody on this team that's going to make them that much better either. Nah. I mean, they're Stout. not going to. Adam Atriore won a few uh, take-ons, I guess. He did. I think he has like the fifth most or fourth most in the in the Premier League this he, year. He is second now. Second now. Fantastic. And my favorite was Chelsea tweeted out that Hazard became the first player in the in the top five Euro leagues to hit 100 successful take-ons this year. And Triore has like eight fewer in like 900 fewer minutes. Yep. Like he averages twice as many per 90 than Hazard does. But, but and barely hey, plays. first to 100. Yeah. You know how much it means? It means everything, Mike. No, yes, exactly. It's everything. I yes, still, I, I'm still shocked that Liverpool didn't try to get Triori to fill the void while Mane was gone, but whatever. Another game that meant everything was Manchester City 2, Swansea 1. Uh, Gabe Jesus. Uh, still at it. Or good Jesus, if you will. I won't. Uh, no, no, okay. We don't say that. We'll uh, Guilty Sigurdsson scored. Jesus. Okay, fine. It's Jesus, if you want to get real technical. Oh. Um, I don't speak uh, Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, but Gilfie Sigurdsson scored uh, oh, offside. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he Mozinski was still pissed at me. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it was extraordinarily offside. Uh, and it, he was assisted by new boy uh, Mar- uh, Narsing. Narsing. I his first name. Two assists in two games, both off the bench. I'm not sure why this guy doesn't start over he Wayne was- Routledge. He will soon. Uh, Raheem Sterling getting the assist uh, on one of Jesus's goals. Uh, Leroy Sané started again. That's three straight for him uh, on the other side. And obviously we need to talk about this, right? Because uh, I think he, it was Ethan Sexton, I think, who tried to start start a trade negotiation for Gabriel Jesus's backup in Sergio Aguero. <laughs> And then said that my asking price for Aguero was a lot for, and I quote, a backup for forward. a backup for nice. And I, with the one with the platform here, am going to absolutely lambaste him <laughs> uh, without him having a chance to defend himself. So uh, uh, he is not a backup forward. I don't know what's going on currently. Um, however, Sergio Aguero, if you if you think he's just a backup forward, you wouldn't want him on your team. That's the way that I'll put it. Um, yeah. That, Wait, what? If he, if you just consider someone a backup forward, you wouldn't try to trade. Oh, for, oh, oh. for example, you wouldn't try to trade for Michi Batshuayi right now, would you? Uh, if anybody in our EFSA league is interested, I have him, and I, I, I'd be willing to listen to offers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He is totally That's- screwing my entire team. I paid 43 bucks for him, but if I drop him and somebody picks him up for a buck, I'm basically holding him just so... Nobody else gets him for nothing. And then he'll go play for Marseille next year or whoever. Well, now that you have used all – speaking of EFSA, uh, for some reason, Gabby Adini and Lookman and a whole bunch of others were just added to the free agency mm-hmm. pool. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a spending spree whenever that – yeah, I know they're in. But, yeah. Oh, did they, did they – wait, they didn't clear, did they? No, 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 they didn't clear. Yeah, they clear on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of money put in because whoever has it is going to use it now. Yeah, I was showing off my team this week because this week I paid – I played Pogba, who I famously to the people in the league paid 125 for, and everybody else I started I paid a buck. (laughs) (laughs) Value. (laughs) 
I actually meant to bring this up to Mozinski. I'll just bring it up on this podcast because everybody wants to hear about this. Um, when this league splits, I mean, that's like a lot of keepers who are now available, right? I mean, how are we actually doing this? I, you know, I asked this earlier in the season because like I have, I have players that like, I'm not going to want to give up. Like I, the reason why I have them is so I can have them next year. Like I have, well, I assumed we keep our keepers, but like all of a sudden they're like these great players available and you know, we just don't have a ton of cap space. If you yeah, save they, a guy like you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that because it, you know, the year after that one, the year after next two players will have like Sergio Aguero for different value numbers on their team. Right. They can't do that. Well, you're splitting the league. But when, right? if someone gets promoted into the first division, oh, from I see the what you're saying. Division, I see what you're saying. You're going to have duplicates potentially, and what are you going to do there? So we're still basically still playing ten on ten, or we're playing in a ten-team league, but the players come. But it's basically still a twenty-team league. If the the player pool is of a twenty-team right. league, oh, oh, that's interesting. It has to be. Yeah. I can't see. If, if it's gonna I didn't be even think of it that far. If, if it's keeper league, it can't yeah. be any other way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I mean, I have guys like uh, Yannick Velasi at a dollar and Gundogan at a dollar. Yeah. Like that's the only reason why I'm keeping them is. I can assure you, neither of those guys will play more than three games for you next year. Um. Why? Because I own them. I I just don't think they're gonna like Gundogan. I bet doesn't come back till January. And Velasi, who knows? But like, how many guys come back for like? How long was Jay Rodriguez out? Like, guys don't come back from torn ACLs in soccer that much, especially Gundogan, who is on his third. Uh, might be his second, actually. Yeah. I, but Whatever the, it is, it's multiple. <laughs> the price is right. I, I guess. you're gonna. It's going to be more roster spot than anything else. Yeah, but with the three IR spots, it's really not. Okay. All right. Play, play them. Go nuts. Thank you. Go nuts. Anyway. I will. Do you well, think Aguero gets his job back, though? I mean, you obviously yes. do, but like... Why here's should he the, at this point? Here's the reason. Gabriel Jesus is not a center forward. Uh, He's not. He, he looks pretty damn good there now. Yes, he does. He Do does. they need one? Like, I mean. Yeah, Guardiola is famous for never having one or not having one. Right. Yeah, yeah, if they decide to go. If they decide to go. Top five at the position. Yeah. But still. I understand. Look, I don't think they need. Like, I, I think Aguero has gone. Well, he's gone definitely next year, but it also doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. You lower his value the more you don't play him this this second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, if you want max dollars for him, you have to play him, and he you have has to make sure he doesn't get hurt. Fine, because that happens quite a bit too. No, I see what you're saying, but like I, like, he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. Right? You're not going to get eighty million pounds for him. Um, you're just not. Yeah, you won't get eighty, it, but you could probably get fifty. Yeah, my point is the only way you get fifty is if he's playing well. And there's no way to say that he's playing well if he hasn't played since January or late or late January. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. Who scores more goals for the rest of the season? That's a good question. I'm still gonna. You know what? This is, might be the last week I say this, but I'm still gonna say Aguero. Yeah. Well, this goes like flies and everything. And we we always talk about like how hard it is for guys to come into the Premier League and like perform to like people are like oh he's gonna score 25 goals this year and like it just doesn't happen that much. Um, it, like it really rarely happens. Like what Ibrahimovic is doing is just, you know, we just don't see it that much. So we were saying Gabby Adini, everyone's like, oh, this guy's so great. How, what is the realistic goal number? Five. But like Gabriel, what do we call him? Jesus? Jesus, yep. Like 
He's a three already. It's been two games, basically. Yeah, um, well, I think in his last 26 games, Aguero scored 18. Hmm. Like, like <laughs> they're both really good. Yeah, no, there's no, they're both really good, but they're de- Especially they're, with Jesus's They're clearly talents, not playing together. He should, play, he should play either in Sterling or Sané's spot. No, they. I think they like them. I think he likes them where they are. Like, I, I'm not sure those guys are moving. It's also just insane how young they are. Like the, it, it's funny how how young the front line is, and then this team gets so old as you move back. But like, De Bruyne is twenty five, and he's like, I think somebody he's mentioned he's three years older than than Sterling, and Sterling's older than Sane and Jesus. Yeah, like it's crazy. And, and Iannaccio, if you want to count him too. Yeah, sure, sure. Like they bought John Stones because he was like a young defender, but I think John Stones like twenty four, isn't he? No, I think he's younger than that. Is I think he he's twenty. Oh, all right. I think he's twenty two, twenty three. Oh, okay. Either way, uh, Swansea scored one goal thanks to an offside Sigurdsson, as yep. we mentioned before. Uh, Sigurdsson's still holding his value. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, there, there are some who I think John Wallen who said that you know this Sigurdsson might be the most undroppable player. Um, for Swansea. So I, I think like he said. Yeah, I think he said in, in fantasy. But but he's like the most undroppable for his team, and that's why he is for his fantasy. Or, sorry, John, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. But I mean, obviously, you know his playing time is secure. So if that if the argument is because he's undroppable for Swansea, you always know he's going to play for your fantasy team. Then yes, I agree. But he might be the. I mean, I don't know if he's the best fantasy player. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's not. But. He's getting there. Like, for, I'm not sure there are many more like consistently high floor guys than Sigurdsson. Like, De Bruyne has been kind of a bust lately, on DraftKings at least. I mean, he's had a few goals, but they're not that plentiful. David Silva has been outplaying him lately, which pretty much tells you all you need to know. I think it was a little selfish of uh, Jesus to score both goals and not let anybody have an assist, even a fantasy assist. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, can we get to the last game, please? Yeah. Let's do it. Leicester terrible. Manchester United slightly better than terrible. Uh, three nil was the final. Ibrahimovic, Mkhitaryan, Mata, the goal scorers, exactly who you wanted to see on the scoreboard. Mkhitaryan played very well in this one, getting really a goal well. and an assist. <sighs> Antonio Valencia and uh, Chris Smalling also getting assists. Um, there's the real. I think. More than just, you know, it was nice to see Manchester United do well and all the likely players playing well. I think the story still is Leicester and how bad they are. Uh, There's talk that Ranieri may, you know, may need to go. And this is now the the reigning coach of the year. Mm, He got his vote of confidence. And he also had a book written about him. (laughs) Uh, That was already written, though. I mean, I'm sure he's had plenty of books written about him at this point. Um they're awful. They're like really, really bad. Um, Slimani and Mares are back now. We kind of said before this game that we're not sure that really matters. It didn't. Um, although Slimani's still banged up, and I'm just not sure what's going on with Mares. Like, it's kind of astonishing that they, you know, were less than half joking last year that like Real Madrid was interested, and like they would absolutely 
laugh at the idea of signing him now. Right? Probably. Really? I... Probably. Anyway, your boy Ahmed Musa got a start. Yeah. After 45. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's where I was going to say. He's taking that. corners, too. I'm not sure how, where that came from. but um, Yeah, the team's just, I don't know. There, there's something. It, it's, I mean, this is the team we thought they were last year. Meaning, like, if this is this is what we expected them to be last year. And instead they won the title. Like, how does that happen? I don't get it. But yeah, the uh, United kind of switched up their back line a little bit. Blind and, uh, or Darmian didn't even make the 18, but Blind didn't play, or Blind was on the bench. Marcos Rojo started at left back, which he had been playing center back for a while, which let Smalling back and Bailly, but um, it just seems like every time Mata comes back into the team, he scores. <laughs> they give him like another reason to play. But I don't know. Mata's a, like the like the forgotten man. Totally. There was a there was an article on the Manchester Evening News about uh, Martial and um, Luke Shaw, and Martial has been like stuck to the bench for months. Shaw can't even make the the eighteen. But they were like, you know, this happened to Mkhitaryan, and he's playing really well now. So you know, it's going to happen with Martial. And it's like, speaking of transitive property, like I'm not sure that's going <laughs> to be so easy for Martial to break through again. I mean, he's I don't know. We'll see. But he, I mean, he's clearly been passed over for Marcus Rashford. There was also the who would you rather have, Marcus Rashford or Gabriel Jesus, which was hilarious because who on earth would say Marcus Rashford? Unless you're about to. Uh, I don't think he's too young. I mean, we all know the history of Jose Mourinho and young forwards, right? It doesn't really happen that often. Well, it's more that they don't play. I mean, Rashford's playing. It's he's playing, but he's playing out of position. I mean, they played basically a four-four-two. No, it's not. No, it's it, 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 Rashford. I've seen Rashford fart too wide more, more times than not. Well, yeah, it's probably just Zlatan saying, "Get out of my way." But yeah, but that's my point. Like. <laughs> Like, like that's what I'm saying. Rashford is likely out of position here, right? Like it's you can call it four four two all you want, but Zlatan you can't be you can't have two people standing in the same spot and Zlatan's not moving. Yeah. So and with good reason. Look at look at his success rate, right? I don't know. It just it, I just I don't see it for Rashford either. That's kind of my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Martial is I think better suited to that position being out wide. I think it's just a mistake. And and like and and if if we're calling like someone like the blank one, Juan Mata is the forgotten one for Jose Mourinho, the unlucky one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just and 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 then does Latani Ibrahimovic is just the one. <laughs> right. I don't right. know. I'm not sure much changed for me. I mean, it's like whenever Mata plays, you're kind of like you're ultimately choosing between Mata or Mkhitaryan. And if Blinn starts, which he didn't this time, you're just left with, who do I go with? Both pay, play, excuse me, both paid off, meaning Mata and Mkhitaryan in this one. But it seems like, you know, one's just as likely to screw you than they are to make get you to pay off. 
just seems like that seems like the theme for except for Zlatan for for Manchester United all season. Hmm. You know, it'd be great if Pogba scored more. I think you could say that literally about everybody in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, but he takes so many shots that he's at least putting himself in a position to score more. It's just kind of astonishing how inaccurate or not even just inaccurate. He gets a few on goal, but like he just can't seem to get one past the keeper much, which is like interesting to me since he takes so many shots like where's Ibra to help him figure out where to actually shoot the ball because <laughs> if Instead we know shooting Ibra, it right at the guy with the gloves on because if maybe... we know if there's one thing that Zlatan Ibrahimovic likes to do it's to teach others how to score goals <laughs> I don't know maybe maybe he, he does on for a teammate he's had so many in the past teammates because he goes team to team to team mm. He likes himself. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Zlatan loves him some Zlatan. Who doesn't? You know what? That's a great point. And on that great point, we will end this episode of the Roto Wider Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Andrew, I'm sorry I couldn't keep you awake all the way into the uh, award celebrations, or sorry, not celebrations, to the uh, announcements. Uh, announcements, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wish you the best of luck, you and your soccer podcast. So, uh, congrats, so congratulations on the nominations. But hopefully you get some victories uh, later on this evening. Uh, we'll be talking to you later in the week when we preview game week number 25. All right. We will talk to you guys then. Until then, have a great rest of the week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.